1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Drive for Show, DFS for Doe here on Roto Grinders. Justin Van Zuden with you here, and I will be hosting the show as we talk another week of golf this week for you. Uh, The Travelers Championship uh, coming at us this week, and, you know, there's always a little bit of a hangover effect the week after a major, but we'll try to dust that off and and provide some good insight for uh, this week's tournament, and I've got my two usual co-hosts here to do it. Uh, we'll take a quick look back at the uh, U.S. Open for last week and uh, and see how things went for that. And I'll bring in Tambo, uh, who had a very good shot going into uh, Sunday afternoon to take down the $100 entry uh Millie Maker contest on DraftKings. And uh, pretty much everything went wrong for him in about the last uh, 35 holes or so uh, of his golfers playing for the week. So, uh, Tambo, another close call for you. Sorry about the way it uh, turned <laughs> out, but uh, was still a nice uh, sweat for you in the end there.
2: Yeah, that's a good friend said, you got to be close to close. So it's how it goes, right? You put yourself there, hope for the opportunity. And, and so many close calls now This in these Millie makers. I was 30, 23rd in that, 31st in the $10 with a different lineup. So it was two different shots there. Then neither went my way, but it could have been worse, right? You know, it, it could have been a lot worse. Bryson wasn't even in those lineups and somehow. So, you know, I blew up, but he said you'd make this part quick. So I'm happy to move past this here and move on to the next one. Let, ask Noda how he did last week. Uh, my
1: lineups were dead by uh, dead on arrival. Um, Thursday afternoon, I was winning zero dollars and that never moved the rest of the week. It never at any point in time was I winning more than zero dollars after Thursday afternoon. I only did six lineups uh, and they were all garbage. So I have not had the best luck in the US Open and was thankful that uh, I, I did not uh, put a you know a large chunk of bankroll on the line because my teams were, Quite possibly the worst I've created. I'm sure there's been a week where they were a little worse, but uh, those were abysmal. So no sweats for me. Uh, Noto, uh, anything better for you? Better than zero?
3: I mean, yeah, better than zero. Uh, Main lineup ended up cashing even with Finau. Um, I don't know what happened to him, but uh, yeah, I was pulling for Tambo, sent out my tweet, using my one time on him. I think you only get one per year, and uh, I'm pretty sure I jinxed him. Uh, His team just fell apart after that, and no, uh, U.S. Open is like the only event where having more player holes remainings actually can be a negative, um, yep. especially with how tough the back nine was playing. But uh, my week could have been a whole lot better if Louis could have held on, I uh, had a pretty big outright on him at 50 to one. So uh, that one's still burning a little bit. But overall, I mean, awesome U.S. Open. Uh, at one point, I think all five of the top golfers in the world were in the top 10 or within one stroke of the lead. Um, and then at the end, it was a two-man race. I was kind of surprised how many people just fell off.
1: Yeah, and easy to do with uh, how difficult some of those back nine holes were playing and gutted for Louis after the, uh, you know, what's that, six runner-up finishes now? Yes, sir. And uh, everybody else ever that has six runner-up finishes in majors has at least two wins, uh, and he doesn't have any. So uh, it's, uh, it's... He's got one. He's got okay. an open. Okay. I was just gonna say, Sorry. wait, wait for the Excuse chalk me. to pile on yes. here in a minute, because
2: there's an open coming up and he's going to be the favorite. So
1: yes, has one. Uh, everyone else that has at least six runner-ups has at least two. So he's the only one uh, that that doesn't have two. My uh, my bad there. I'm not trying to, to shortchange him on it, but uh, you know, it was just, uh, it wasn't, and it wasn't really like he lost the tournament. I mean, yeah, he made some kind of poor shots coming down the stretch there, but Ram, two huge putts um, you know, to close it out and, and ended up getting some redemption for having to withdraw with that six stroke lead a few weeks back. So, uh, was a fun finish too bad. That uh, didn't work out uh, for Tambo there in the Millie maker, but, uh, it brings a new week. Tambo says he's ready to move on. Uh, oh, yeah. Nodo any, uh, any other thoughts uh, for the tournament for you?
3: Uh, just a couple more. I mean, I think, uh, Ron was all class the way he handled the thing at the Memorial and, uh, you know, his post round interview after he won the U S open, just, uh, all class, dude. Same for Louis. I mean, uh, nobody takes an L like Louis. He stays in. I really feel for the guy. I mean, I know he's millionaire and making all this money on tour, and uh, doesn't have a whole lot of worries, you know, other than his farm. But I do feel for Louis a little bit. Um, I didn't love Bryson. You know, hitting it into the crowd on purpose. I don't know if you guys caught that. Um, yeah. He was aiming 30 yards right on that one hole, and he would pick up his tee the second it left the club, knowing it was going 300 yards right into a crowd of people. Uh, didn't yell for or anything. Uh, I didn't love that, but um, and I don't agree with everyone, you know, ripping on Tory Pines. I thought uh, it produced the, one of the better leaderboards we've seen in a long time, so uh, it's hard to rip it for that. Um, and then the final note I had was: there ever an easier fade in showdown than Hughes and Henley on Sunday?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Henley shock. and Hughes both. I was said yeah. the same thing on the video. Like I just couldn't. They do it. They do it. I said, but like that was part of it the bryson thing was definitely interesting it was almost as if he didn't think that people were smart enough to know that that is what he was doing so he kind of wanted it just to look like oh whoops it went over there but you still got to yell for man like let the people know he, even especially said he when... was
3: doing it on purpose
2: you know, at, yeah that's what i mean but at first i think what people were thinking is like oh that, he, that you're we're not going to catch on and then he said that he was doing it so he, he's got to say four at that point i know a lot of people brought that up online as well and then Uh, the other guy I was going to bring up though, I said, I was, didn't want to talk about this anymore. I'm done with my lineup talk, but Rory, man, I thought he could have had that thing like two or three times. He just couldn't make a putt down the stretch. He was in it. He had Eagle opportunities. He was in the fairway twice on the, the big par fives and gave himself chances there. And it just didn't happen. And so, I I don't know. I thought that was kind of crazy too, considering, uh, you know, 9900, we liked him. though when we talked on the Wednesday show, he was getting overlooked. There was a good spot to play him there the father's day narrative of him versus Rom, It could have come all down to that in the end. So, uh, and just didn't quite get there, but another, you know, just decent showing for him. So we'll see what happens at the open with him as well. And then Louie, the LB on 17 sucked, but man, he did play some really good golf again. Yeah. And people have caught on now. I know he was, had high ownership. A lot of the guys at the top had pretty high ownership, but Louis. Is just so good in these majors. It's ridiculous. Like eighty one hundred is just nuts for the price tag for him. It'll be interesting to see what they do with them for price tag as far as the the open is concerned. I saw they just copy and pasted the three same millimakers over the ten dollar, the hundred dollar, and the forty four forty four. But uh, pricing, we'll have to wait and see.
3: Yeah, for Rory, I mean, he he didn't catch the break that Rom and uh Louis both caught. Um, you know, we saw Rom; he hit it over the fence on number nine. I don't know if you guys caught that. Um, he thought it was out of bounds. He was about ready to retee, and they're like, "No, it's not out of bounds. Got to drop on the other side." And then Louie on the par five, uh, that ball could have rolled all the way back, you know, 50 yards on number 13. And then Rory, his approach, I don't count 15 or something like that. It ended up, uh, you know, having or being a fried egg in the, the down slope of the bunker, so and bad. ended up uh, doubling. I think he hazled it, and, <laughs> and then uh, Bryson kind of did the same thing, but. Yeah, I mean, uh, golf, man, it's a game of slim margins. You know, uh, round beat Louie by one stroke over four days and, you know, catch those breaks and that's all it takes.
1: Yeah, it's funny how the game works sometimes and uh, and how things can change so quickly. And we saw that with the leaderboard throughout the weekend. So it was a fun event, uh, but uh, we turn the page. We move forward. We look uh, to the Travelers Championship this week. Uh, TPC River Highlands, the host course for this event. And uh, this one's been around for a while. So Uh, Plenty of data to go back on and analyze and pretty strong field, uh, relatively speaking for the week after a major, a little bit, a little bit stronger than what you would expect. You know, last year, all the top golfers were playing a little extra golf, uh, just coming back from the COVID break. Uh, So it wasn't surprising uh, to see a strong field last year, but uh, this year uh, a little bit, a little bit more firepower in this event than I would have generally expected. So Noto, what can you tell us about the course this week?
3: Yeah, as for the field, I think, uh, you know, Pat Mayo made a good point on his podcast that most of the guys aren't going to be playing in Detroit next week or at uh, John Deere the next week. So they want to get one more uh, start in before uh, the open championship uh, in three weeks or whatever it is. So uh, yeah, that'll be cool. I can't wait for that. As for TPC River Highlands, one of the shorter courses that you'll see on the PGA tour only 6,800 yards. Par 70, um, the par fives, there's two of them. You can reach them with a good drive, even, you know, not a great drive. You could reach one of them. There is a par four that is drivable, um, number 15, I believe. And there's not really a strong course fit, I would say. It is a P-Dye design, so you can't really overpower it off the tee. But uh, we've seen a mix of bombers do well here. Uh, DJ won here last year. Bryson has a really good track record here. Um, guys with short games have a really good track record here. So it's just one of those courses where you don't have to be long off the tee um, you want to gain strokes with your irons, especially your shorter irons. Um, going to be a lot of wedges hit this week. The greens are very small, but they're still easy to hit. So, uh, I'm not looking at around the green all that much this week. I think if you're having to put yourself in a spot where you're scrambling, you probably aren't going to be in contention anyway. Uh, the greens themselves are a mix of nua and a bent grass. So if you want to look at those splits, I don't mind it. And yeah, I mean, it's a fun course. Uh, this is one of my favorite non-major events of the year. Cause there's a lot of risk reward holes. And uh, the finishing stretch uh, is really fun to watch.
1: Yeah, it should be a fun tournament for sure uh, with, uh, you know, a lot of movement, like you kind of alluded to there, um, a course where you can score uh, and you can also, you know, get into some trouble. So uh, we'll be a a pretty interesting, you know, uh, risk reward on a lot of golfers this week. Uh, We'll make it a fun build for for tournaments. Uh, Tambo, your thoughts on the venue this week
2: yeah I think that the mainly just the field is a little bit stronger than what I would normally see or what we'd normally see, I think in general it's just you know a, a good course. we know it like Noto said, there's good course history here. Uh, you can go off some of that. There's definitely scoring available out there. I believe it was a fifty eight that Jim Furyk put up here. So we can see that Streelman we will talk about him at ninety four hundred in a bit here. I saw it mentioned in the chat. Uh, I believe it was like seven of his last nine holes to get the job done here or or maybe he lost. I can't remember if he lost in a playoff or whatever it was. but uh, I think it was to DJ actually, but the, um, the guys at the top are all playing pretty good. So DJ Kepka, Cantley, Reed, Casey Scheffler, all these guys have been playing really good golf and, and beyond that too. But that's kind of the thing for me coming in. I'm going to be looking at that. And then the thing about Bryson is not like he hasn't been playing good. He's been playing good, just not maybe as good as the others, but he also has the best one of the better histories here. You can say DJ won it last time out, but Bryson's got a really good history here. So really hard to differentiate at the top. And there is just a bunch of guys in the, you know, seven and 6k range that you're really going to have to just pick and choose. It's pretty crazy. So we'll, we'll be interested to see where you guys are at in the 6k range, especially this week down there.
1: All right. Uh, We will certainly get there and we will play our guest, the golfer game for a free week of Roto grinders, premium access. Stay tuned for that. We'll uh, do that a little bit later on. Uh, and uh, we can just go ahead and start uh, digging in here. I mentioned we've got a little bit more firepower at the top than we normally would the week after a major. We've got DJ, we've got Bryson. Uh, we've got Kepka in the field. That's a little bit surprising uh, to see him playing, uh, I believe three weeks in a row now despite the, uh, the you know the injuries that, uh, that he's been through, the viral uh, post from last week about him you know trying to navigate his way up the stairs there. Um, you know, we got Cantlay and Reed in the uh, five-figure salary range on DK as well. So the usual around five golfers there uh, with those five-figure price tags. So, uh, Noto, what do you think about these golfers at the top if we need to prioritize any of them this week?
3: Uh, single entry, I don't think you need to. I think uh, a lot of people are going to start with Paul Casey. I think that's going to be my plan as well. Um, it's hard not to like him, but we'll cover him in a minute. As far as uh, MME, I think I'll probably get a little bit of all of these guys uh, Dustin Johnson obviously won here last year um, it was his first time playing it in at least five years I didn't look uh, back past that but love speed die courses back-to-back top 20s the ball striking is looking pretty good Bryson everyone talks about his wedges being bad but they've actually improved a lot over the last couple months um, his proximity numbers aren't nearly as bad as they were um, over the last six months or so um, he's got a really good track record here don't think I'll have a ton of Brooks um, I don't know I just Low on Brooks is always enticing, but I just never seem to get it to a ton of him uh, in non majors. I know that's kind of a bad approach to take, and it certainly wouldn't surprise me to see him come out and win, but it just doesn't seem like he gets up for these type of events. Can't lay another guy that's really good on Pete Dye courses. Um, and then Patrick Reed, his last 16 events, he's either been top 25 or missed cut. So a uh, ton of upside. Um, a guy that very good short game. The ball striking can be hit or miss. People hate to play him um so i think he's certainly interesting that uh $10, price tag i think it's just going to be a psychological thing where it just seems you know hundred dollars too expensive and uh, that'll lead to lower ownership
1: yeah i had a pretty good sunday at the u.s open if you want to ride that uh, hot sunday round so uh that's uh last week i said i was on read a little bit he didn't uh Burn me for what seemed like the first time ever. Uh, the problem is it came on the uh, aforementioned week where all my lineups were dead Thursday afternoon anyway. So it uh, didn't really matter, but uh, that's all right. I won't hold that against him. At least he did something there last week. So uh, Tambo, your thoughts on the top five here.
2: But do you want to ride the Reed hot Sunday into this tournament, Justin? Sure. Why not? Okay. I have to ask, right? And I don't know. I actually wasn't feeling Reed coming into this one. That's I was kind of curious just to double down there, but uh, I do like another guy that you like and he's tagged up there for you and starting near the bottom I I guess if Bryson and Cantlay are both going to be the same ownership and I'm just picking one I definitely like Cantlay I think the memorial win is something that, you know, just happened. He played well at the U S open. He's always good on Pete Dye tracks while Bryce is like eight, ninth and eight tier can is like 11th, 15th and 15th right behind him at the exact same tournament they played in. So uh, I think they're both pretty similar and he's much cheaper, $700 less. It's not a four power fives type of course or anything like that. So I do think that matters some. And then the other, if I'm going up there, that's why I said this, that, you know, that's for the ownership perspective, but I like DJ more than Brooks, if you're talking and that costs the same money more 700, but, for the, the um, not just the price, the ownership there is still, they're both like 10% as of right now. And I think DJ could pick up steam, but I do like what Noto had hinted at earlier, which Mayo had actually mentioned, like he said, where, you know, they're coming here. They're not going anywhere else after this. Like they're coming in to try and win this thing and all of them are trying to win it, but I'm just saying who could actually do it. And I think it's DJ. And, and if you look at in the past, I mean, he's obviously the defending champion right now, but at the same time uh, he's played pretty well. In the past, at Pete Dye courses himself, it's some of them he's fell off at RBC Heritage. He's had some bad Sundays and things like that, but he's definitely capable. He's you know riding some form. I don't know people watching as much because he kind of wasn't in the mix at the US Open, but he was, he was just back a little bit further and there was mayhem going down. And, and basically, he kind of stayed the course and just didn't do anything special to go off and get up in the mix. But before that, the week before, he had turned it on a little bit as well. So, I, I do like DJ and Cantley at the top for, for right now, those two are my two favorites. All right. Uh, yeah. With you on, uh, on Cantlay
1: there. Um, I think that uh, if you're looking for safety, you know, upside, look, he had that really bad stretch in, uh, in the spring, but still like second uh, in, in this field in T to green over the last 50 rounds. Uh, he's clearly put that behind him. Some solid finishes here over the last month or two. So I am with you on, uh, on Cantlay. Um, hard to fault any of these guys, but you know, the week after a major and uh, and dealing with lingering injuries, I just can't trust trust Koepka this week, so I'm out on him. Uh, don't have a problem getting some exposure to the other four, and you know, part of the reason for that I think Reed is interesting is Noto mentioned the mental angle of people not wanting to, you know, they see 10k and it just it's a it's a mental block. Um, it's an interesting pivot off of Casey, who's going to have probably more than double the ownership this week. Not that I don't like Casey, but, uh, if you're looking to do something a little different in tournaments, obviously we know that Reed is, you know, just as capable of, of winning the event, if not more capable. So, uh, I don't mind that pivot in GPPs, uh, heading into the top of the nine K range, you know, the guy that maybe hasn't gotten the attention that, uh, you would think he would given the way he's played this year with his upside as Scheffler. So, uh, I like him at 9,600. Uh, And then uh, the rest of this range, you got Streelman, Matthew Wolf. all of a sudden his price all the way back up to 9,300 after, you know, taking some time off mentioned that he was dealing with some, you know, mental issues, wanted to clear the slate a little bit, and uh, even got out to an early lead there at the U S open. So that was nice to see. Uh, But him being more expensive than Finau and answer and Neiman feels a little strange at this point. So uh, hard to, hard to make a case for Wolf. Uh, at least for me this week. But uh, Tamba, I'll go to you first on this group. Where are you looking at the 9Ks and where do you stand on chalk, Casey?
2: It's hard to look away from Casey and answer, even though they're going to be extremely high owned. So that's something I'll have to think about a little bit more. I said to you guys off air before we hopped on, like $9,900 chalk, Casey, what could go wrong, right? That's sort of where I feel about that. And there is other plays, like you said, that would be a good case for Reed and going up above getting a completely different build, maybe skipping the nine K range, something cards you and I will look at tomorrow night on the lineup HQ show as you know, just an easy fix where you could do that and get off from there. Uh, Scheffler seems to have picked up a little steam. Obviously he's got some good results coming in another solid major outing the T seven at the U S open definitely uh, helps this causes there. So I get that, but I like Streelman. I know that he's getting some talk, but I, I feel like almost like he's the guy, almost like a read where the, I always call it paying up for probability. I, I think with Scheffler, Casey, Answer, Neiman, and I'll talk about Fino in a second, all being around him, he just can't get all that ownership that you're, you're kind of thinking of. And people do see 9,400 as a bit of a high price tag for Streelman, who you're used to seeing in the high sevens, maybe the low eights. And he has been playing some really good golf. So uh, I definitely like Streelman; I think he's a good play in there. And then I'm in on Finau. I know Answer and Neiman are popular. I, I, I could get behind them. But the thing about Finau is I like the bounce back spot. I don't know, like Noto said at the top, what happened at that US Open. I thought, you know, you got Rahm winning into it himself had a pretty good Tory Pines history, but then some of the other guys like Bubba was there for a minute. Now, Leishman didn't show up. Reed didn't have the best week. He had an okay week like they, and then Fino obviously didn't have a week at all. So that's the unfortunate part there, but just to bounce back here, even with course history aside, because he doesn't have a great one here. I just think his stats are basically DJ stats for 9,200 bucks in this field. If he just shows up and we play, if you just, if you just played Fino at 32% ownership and some of the higher dollar single entry stuff, you got to get back in here at 12 to 13%. Noto and I've said that plenty of times in the past and I'm sticking with it here. So I think Fino is a great play at 9,200 down here in this 9k range. Neiman and answer to me, they're very similar Uh, guys that are great names that have upside answer. uh, I think actually has more upside. Neiman hasn't really shown it since those top twos at the start of the season. But both of them, with the answer being so high owned, Neiman's good. I think Neiman's a good play there as well at 91, or sorry, sorry right at 9,000. So Neiman, Finau, Streelman, and then Casey, I'll figure out what I'm going to do with. I am going to play him, but it might be hard to get to the current ownership level that he's showing up at as of right now.
1: Yeah, I kind of agree with your takes there. We're pretty much in lockstep. Uh, Scheffler, Finau, answer, probably the favorite three for me. Noto, where are you looking in here?
3: Yeah, 100% agree on Tony Finau. Uh Pretty much everyone in this range is uh, $1,500 to $2,000 more expensive than they were last week. now is $300 more expensive than he was last week, and he's going to be, you know, one-third of the ownership in some of the higher-dollar stuff. So glad to hop back on him. I know he's missed a cut of here uh, on back-to-back trips, but uh, he had really good course history before that. I think he had three top 25s. So I'm back in on Finau. Uh I will eat the Casey chalk. Uh, I just like playing the good plays up here. He's gained more strokes than anyone since the start of the year uh, per round in this field. It hasn't even been close, really. Um, the ball striking has been awesome, plus seven, plus 10, plus nine, the last three. Um, he's got four top five finishes here. So there's a reason why a lot of people are going to be on Casey this week. Don't know what to do with Stroman. He feels like a really good DFS play and uh, a bad bet at that number. But um, yeah, he does feel expensive, kind of like Reed, like you mentioned. So, uh, yeah, I, I like Shremlin a little bit. Going to be off a of Wolf. Uh, I'm cheering for him, you know, him coming out and uh, being so honest uh, about his struggles I think is really cool, and uh, I really want to see him back on top. Um, I think next week, if he plays next week, you know, we know he likes that golf course where you can just bomb it out there in Detroit. So I'll save him for next week. Like answer. Um, he did miss a cut, but he gained five strokes on approach, nine straight top 30s before that. And then you guys mentioned Neiman just being safe. I mean, he's made, what, 19 to 20 cuts, something like that. So, this is a very strong range. This is kind of why I like skipping over the tens for single entry because you can start with two or three of these two or three of these guys without dipping into the six Ks.
1: All right, uh, yeah, good points there, and you can definitely start your lineups with multiple players from this range for sure. So, uh, we dig into the eight K range. Uh, it's uh, the uh, the data tells me it's above a Bubba He's one here, not once, not twice, but three times. So. Uh, Noto says you play Bubba on the Bubba tracks. I'm going to follow that adage this week, even though he doesn't have the, you know, he doesn't have the safety that uh, he never used to be the safest DFS play, but a little more volatile. Now Uh, I'll still play him on the tracks where he has a history of success. So I don't mind some Bubba at 8,900 leading off that uh, range there. So uh, Noto, I'll stick with you. Your thoughts on the AKs.
3: Yeah, I think people will see his T-50 after where he was after Friday at the U.S. Open. I think it's a bad thing, but that's one of his better finishes at the U.S. Open. Um, he's just one of those guys that, uh, you know, mentally checks out um, at, the, at the, uh, those type of courses. So don't mind going back to him. You mentioned always play him on tracks. We've learned that over the years. Uh, his outright in some places was like 60 to 1. I don't know if you can still get that number, but seems really good uh, for this course. You mentioned he's won here three times. You know, I'm going to play Brian Harmon. Um, there's no way he's going to be 24%. Boy, great. I
1: looked at that number and I had to do a double take. I, if Harmon's no offense, Noto, but if Brian Harmon is going to be the most popular golfer no in the way. field, I'm not going to play. I can't play him at that. I mean, that, that shocks me
2: at uh, Tambo, your thoughts on, is he going to be that chalky? <laughs> I was going to, I think he is. I, I do. Th- maybe I'm on. Okay. Let's say, he's, I don't think 24, like Noto just said, but I uh, definitely is going to co- hover like 20 to I think he's in that range, man. People just know this now. It's kind of like, Louis last week where people have just caught on like I'll just play the safe guy and that's what I was going to allude to if you came to me first there cards when you said Bubba not always the safest and then you know people see the T50 to Noto's point maybe get off from there but the safety play is Noto's guy right below and I, I can't fault you for it I just said uh, I mentioned you guys earlier like Palmetto championship is totally different but it was Luke List, Varner, and Vincent Whaley, different class of guys, but you basically just looked at the board and knew that chalk was going to be bad. You and I, I can't remember, I think cards you were on that week, and I said, I'll wager that two out of three missed the cut. And again, these are much better players. I'm talking about Casey Harmon, answer. We'll get to Grillo later. I'm just telling you, like, you put that lineup up together and you think that thing's coming through. I, I don't know how I know or why I know, but I'm just telling you, I can't see a world where that comes through. The U.S. Open, the majors, chalk, little bit different story. It's a type of course type of setup where only certain guys can get there. Harmon with all these other plays around him does worry me a little bit for as much as I agree with the safety of him, Cam Smith, Hoffman, Siwoo, some of these guys, you're going to have to take some scarier plays on, but the upside is definitely there for some of the guys around him, And that's where I could make the case.
1: Yeah. I mean, and, and Harmon has shown some upside. I mean, there's, there's no doubt, but uh, if he's going to be on a quarter of rosters, um i'll just take my chances with some of the others around him at a quarter of the 25 percent um i mean that's nothing against harman but i I would have pegged him at 12 or 14 or you know if he's getting that much buzz i don't think i can do it this week
3: yeah i was about to go in my harman spiel and then uh that red number 24 just jumped out of me uh in my spreadsheet so yeah i i hope it comes down a little bit um i just checked another site and they have him as like the eighth highest owned right now so If if that's the case, I'll play him. Uh, But yeah, if he's 25%, that's going to be a a tough ask.
1: All right, uh, Tambo, I'll throw it back to you. Um, Any other thoughts above the 8Ks here before we move along?
2: Yeah, I think for sure. I like the bubble call, like you mentioned. I just talked about Cam Smith. I think just an all-around game that just gets overlooked quite often. Again, too, also, like I'm pulling it up here now just to look at a couple things right quick. And like, you know, looking at course history, like I mentioned with Finau, like Cam Smith doesn't have good one. Uh, You know, other guys in here, Harris English doesn't have a good one. I think he's actually showing ownership based on last week. So it's not really just about that for me. I'm never a course history buff or anything that I care about that. I'm just going to play the guys I want to play. Like how is Henley 8,300 at 8% and English is 8,200 at 20, almost 24% himself. And they, they could have flip-flopped on Sunday. They just didn't. Henley went backwards, English went forward. So uh, not a huge endorsement for Henley, just to say some of these ownerships, and, and we saw it on Scheffler up above, and just all these guys, just all very based off of last week, when realistically last week isn't even the course for everybody. It's you know different strokes for different folks type of thing where that course is so tough and so long and everything that goes with it that I don't see it lining up. I like a Hoffman bounce back here. Disappointed some last week. I believe he was 7,200 extremely high owned and only put up like 45 or 44 DK points or something. So I think he could bounce back really good on par fours. There's a lot of those here, uh, Sibu Kim at Pete Dye boomer bust, but I'll definitely take some shots on him. And then the only other guy uh, is a guy that I played last week and definitely burned me, but I still stick with it. And he actually now is in a field that's much weaker than last week and only got a $600 price bump. And that's Adam Scott right at 8,000. Wasn't great. Wasn't horrible. But uh, at eight thousand, he doesn't have to go out and win this thing for me at that price point. And there's a, you know, not a lot else I like in there to be honest. All
1: right. Uh, and as to English, he gained almost four strokes putting on Sunday. Yeah. Um, and the rest of the numbers for that round were relatively pedestrian, um, obviously in, <laughs> in in comparison. So not that you know, not that we're dismissing a third place finish at a U.S. Open and a three under round on Sunday. After all, I am the on-the-record on the guy as loving those hot Sunday rounds. But when almost all of it is the putter, uh, at least puts that in perspective a little bit. So, uh, yeah, Harmon and English getting the ownership there. I do think I'm kind of in agreement that I think that will spread out maybe a little bit. Uh, certainly those two will be the highest of that range, but uh, maybe not to the extremes, or at least it would surprise me if it's to the extremes that we have. Uh, right now. So, No, other thoughts on the 8Ks uh, from you before we move on?
3: Uh, Tambo mentioned uh, Pete Dye. uh courses. you always got to play Siwoo Kim, so I'll go there. Uh, he also likes Poa and Ben Green's. to Green has been looking good uh, his last two events, too, so I like him. Uh, Hoffman, struggling a little bit the last couple of events, but um, the Irons have been good for three months now. Um, he's seven of eight here with three top ten, so I'll go to him. And then two of my biggest letdowns last week, uh, Adam Scott, Justin Rose. I mean, Adam Scott was fine, but, um, you know, he told us he was striping it and then uh, came out and lost strokes, ball striking. Um, It was all short game again. For every reason, he's turned into like uh, Brian Harmon out there, Um, which is weird, except Harmon has more upside than Scott at this point. Uh, And then Rose, I mean, he was like 100 over par. I couldn't believe it. Uh, I never play the guy. He always gains 18 strokes putting. Uh, and then i play him and uh, that happens. so i don't I don't think i'm going to be on him this week but uh, i had to bring that up because i'm still tilting those two
2: yeah rose is the worst for that by the way like that's why i never play him because I, I can't get him right and when he goes off it's always like five strokes putting on a first round of the uh-huh. masters and you're like oh here we go and then he just slowly tails off so i don't feel like that and then yeah adam scott seemingly like i said has no more ceiling his ceiling is like a brian but there you go no that could be your brian he's 800 bucks less he's way less owned and maybe gets you brian harman's numbers and, and differentiates you there with that 800 bucks savings
3: i think brian harman might be longer off the team these days
1: oh boy interesting stuff for sure and this is you know where the field does start to dip off a little bit uh, there will be some names in the 7k range that you know if we, if we back the, uh, the bus up three years here uh, or two years, you know, well, well, Molinari 7,700 and Jason day 7,500 and uh, heaven only knows where Ricky Fowler is. We haven't gotten there yet, but uh, uh, you know, those guys will get uh, some buzz just because of the the name value and the, and the salary. But um, there are some names, interesting names here. Uh, Higo coming off the win a couple weeks ago, had some ownership last week. Wasn't a great spot to use him. I think we talked about that. All three of us were kind of in agreement last week on this show that it wasn't a smart spot to play him. Uh, so, you know, we're kind of two for two uh, pegging him here. So maybe this is a spot to hop back aboard the Higo bandwagon. Uh, Keegan looks like he's going to get carry some ownership this week. Uh, I see our boy TJ has tagged up Cameron Tringali as a value play, despite the $7,600 price tag, $100 over the threshold. Once again, yeah. uh, that, uh, that he makes an exception for with his boy Tringali, uh, I give him a hard time about that all the time, but, uh, nonetheless, he's been playing pretty good golf this year. Uh, so there are some names in here that you can look to, uh, but it seems like uh, Keegan Bradley is the one that's going to garner the most ownership come Thursday morning. Tambo, I'll let you have first crack at this range. Uh, what are you looking at in here?
2: It's probably bad, but it, it feels, like I said, I don't feel great about the chalk up above, so we're not quite down This isn't like a 6K scrub or something that we're you know chalking up here as it's going to be a bad play. I'll, I'd rather play the Keegan Bradley chalk than some of the chalk above. I feel like he's the one that is a little bit mispriced for how good he's played. I know there's the hometown connection and, and the Connecticut kid. You can make up a story about that, whether that's going to hurt him or help him. I care not to do either and just say I like him for his price, and I think it's a fair price, and 16% is definitely workable. You can still do things around that, but I actually like a lot of guys in this range and I don't love the six K range. No, no, coincidence, but that are all mostly lower owned. Like I really like Max Homa doesn't have a great history here. doesn't have anything. I just think upside and firepower at 7.8 K. This is a field he'd look to feast on. He's done it through, you know, over the years. Some of the guys I'm liking here actually line up with a little bit of a Genesis correlation He's the Genesis champion. I talked about Finau earlier. That was the playoff earlier this season that they had. I mentioned Adam Scott, previous year Genesis. I don't know that one. For whatever reason, Riviera just lines up in my mind a little bit with this one. I like Sam Burns under 10% now, down at 7.7K. TJ breaking all the rules, as you mentioned, but I definitely agree with him there. He's just over 10% showing. I don't really care too much anyway about these guys. No one's really that heavily owned. Uh, Doc Redman, I'm good with. Kevin Na just pops. Kenny and I talked about this on the podcast this week, where uh, I think it's like four wins in his last 43 events or something. So he's winning almost 10% of the time. This to me would be more of a track for him. Just rattle off some more names, Uh, Lanto, Poulter, Sink. And then we'll get to uh, maybe some others. Fowler though, nappy factor announced hashtag girl dad. So uh, he's (laughs) definitely coming back, but I'll tell you one thing about Fowler before I kick it back is that um, the books got news of that and actually increased his number to take more money in on Ricky because they know he's not winning. So uh, I I will say that much about Ricky Fowler, but uh, yeah, Grillo is going to get talked up. I'll leave it to you guys to go ahead there, but that's just some of the names I like. Yeah. Grillo
1: getting some buzz as well feels, you know, as long as the ball striking remains uh, it's, it's all about the putter uh, for him. uh, But surprises me that he is as affordable um, as he is this week uh let's see he is yeah 7300 right down there with Ricky so Noto your thoughts on this range
3: yeah I'll actually uh I'll bet money that Grillo ends up being higher on the Harmon this week um I think everybody's going to play Grelo uh and it's hard not to you know he's a good uh iron player um he's actually gaining strokes putting in four of his last six um I, I like him too he does feel too cheap like you mentioned, Justin, moving back up, uh, Keegan, home game, uh, for all the reasons we mentioned, good ball striker. I kind of like the shorter ball strikers this week, just guys that give themselves a lot of birdie opportunities. Uh, don't have to worry about the scrambling as much this week. Um, I like the home of call. Sam Burns uh, is just one of those guys, extreme, extreme range of outcomes. He has a bunch of top tens and a bunch of missed cuts. I like those guys in MME. Tringali, I play him every week, but I am a little bit worried about him. He's lost strokes off the tee in four straight. Um, he's lost strokes, I think, around the green in three straight. Um, the course history hasn't been good pretty much anywhere because he's a much different golfer now. But last four finishes here, miscut, 271, 269, missed cut. So if you're looking for a reason to get off of Tringali, there are at least some red flags. I have a Jason Day problem, so I'll probably play some of him. And yeah, that's it for me.
1: Uh, at least that's the, that's the first step in uh, getting over the problem. <laughs> at least you're readily admitting that that's okay. So it just little, keeps uh, getting
3: worse, though. It's like I'm, do- <laughs> I'm doubling down until it finally works. You
1: got the itch. Um, I know a lot of you will uh, watch this on playback, but we do have some folks watching us live. It's been an interesting half an hour or so while we've been on the air. If you are uh, intently watching us but still want to keep up with other sports news, the Pistons have won the NBA Draft Lottery. Uh, so that will, uh, will be interesting to see how they manage to screw that up, and, uh, <laughs> uh, and Max Scherzer has gotten searched for uh, sticky stuff three times in three innings, and he just basically went berserk the third time and uh, stripped off all of his stuff and, uh, uh, on the mound and uh, was, uh, was having a nice little uh, fit about it, so... Uh, yeah, that's uh, going to be interesting to see where MLB goes, uh, with all of this stuff, but uh, that's all been going on while we're on the air. So interesting, uh, sports night. Uh, we get, uh, we get a lot of stuff to compete with here. Uh, but hopefully we can deliver the golf winners. And, uh, before we get to the 6k range, probably a good time to mention our guest, the golfer contest. We'll let you, uh, some of you people uh, start uh, throwing guesses in the chat. If you are watching us live in the YouTube chat, check us out. Roto grinders, YouTube channel. Uh, leave us a thumbs up or subscribe. If you haven't already, we appreciate that. Uh, and you can get yourself a uh, rotor grinders, premium, flexible offerings. Uh, if you choose to sign up, uh, you can choose your own uh, sports as part of a, you know, a combo package, or you can do a single sport premium uh, and pick the sport that, uh, that you wish. So obviously if you're watching the golf show and you just want to pay uh, for golf premium, you can do that as well. Or you we can win our guest the golf for contest and get a free week to try it out first. Uh, you can use the uh, promo link. We'll have our producer, Devin, throw that in the YouTube chat. And uh, that's good for $10 off your first month if you sign up using that link. So... Check it out and uh, start so start dropping some guesses in the chat. Our favorite sub $7,000 golfer this week, we've got him projected at under 4% ownership. So uh, really low owned uh, value play this week that uh, probably off the radar a little bit, probably not one of the first, you know, two or three names that might come to mind, uh, but a nice value play that uh, we were at least able to agree on that we like uh, before the show. And if we get a winner, we'll give away that free week of Roto grinders premium. So uh, all right, let's go ahead and wrap up the seven K range before we get into the uh, pump plays Tambo, I'll throw it back to you. What are you looking at? Uh, anything else in the seven K's there?
2: Yeah. A couple more at the bottom. I'll get to, uh, I do like, uh, I mentioned Stewie Singh, Chris Kirk. I think like, I, I just, I really struggled this week. Cause I also just looked and saw the Kyle Stanley's picking up steam. So like Stanley Grillo answer Keegan, Casey Harmon, like that's the build. That's going to be, uh, you know, something I'm really going to be trying to steer away from. I I don't love it by any means. So just getting bad vibes with it. So I'm going to move on. But uh, like I said, there's so many other guys. I will play some Fowler. I just think, again, he has been getting better. The one thing that keeps getting brought up or maybe not enough as far as getting talked about is that he went back to his old swing. The nice little smooth, little flippy swing that he's got there. And I love it. And it's been working a little bit better. So uh, I do like that. I mentioned Kirk Sink. Uh, Guido is kind of interesting. Just maybe I'm just a fan after last week, you know, get it all those fist pumps. That was pretty incredible. So I like that. ZJ actually has some decent history here. And I always think he's got, you know, at least some safety or some upside, not some upside, so some safety for you at 7,100 to make the cut. and, And you can go from there. And if he gives you that top 20, top 30, it could be okay. But the other two are at the bottom, uh, Ortiz and Munoz, two guys that I just always play based on boom or bust. They're almost like how we mentioned with Homa above or with some of the other guys like burns where they either you know top 20 top 15 or they just don't show up at all so i'll mix and match them sparingly and then i wanted to know cards i'll kick it back to you here for this the 7k range man like Reevy, stanley knox your boy taylor gooch doug Gim, uh, a lot of guys in there that look very you know have potential look like you can play them so any thoughts on the exact 7k range i know luke list uh bowed out and i left perez out but uh still some other guys there yeah. List
1: uh, has withdrawn. Uh, Damon has withdrawn Eric Van Roy. And that came out today. He's out. So uh, Stricker was one of the first ones. And for some reason right now, I think the only alert that DraftKings is showing like up on the lineup build screen is that Stricker is out. Don't let that fool you. They got the uh, red out uh, uh, thing next to the other guys that have withdrawn, but uh, just make sure we've got it correct on our uh, Roto tools now. So if you are a premium subscriber, that should be showing. Uh, along with we'll get the uh, new players added that, uh, that may have just gotten salary tags, uh, Monday qualifiers and such. I've uh, got projections in there for all of them, so those will all be showing correctly once we link all that up. Um, as for the question, the 7K range, exactly. I, when you factor in ownership, I mean, I got nothing against Stanley. Uh, he's going to be probably the most popular of the bunch. Uh, I think Revy in terms of, you know, the, the way he played in the U.S. Open qualifier, had a couple decent rounds at the U.S. Open. Uh, only 3% owned. Uh, I think in GPP builds, uh, he would maybe be my pick there of that group at 7k. Noto, your thoughts on uh, anything else above or at 7,000?
3: Yeah. If uh, reeves ownership holds, he will be my favorite play of the week uh, at any price point. I'd, I'd love him this week. You mentioned uh, played well with the sectional qualifier, gained 10 strokes on approaches his last two events. He won here in 2019. Uh, that was kind of like the perfect type of Revy track. So, Love that call. Um, not a whole lot else that I, I love up here. Not going to be playing Kazire. I think he's an interesting fade. I like the Guido thing. Uh, I think he needs T3 or better um, to secure his temporary membership uh, on Taurus. That'd be cool to see. And, yeah, Fowler and Still, I like them, but uh seems like they're going to be pretty highly owned.
1: Yeah, uh, just at those, you know, at those salaries with the name recognition, you know, particularly with Ricky, I think people are ready to buy back in. So, uh, all right, let's check here and see. Uh, let's see, we've got a couple guesses, but uh, no no winners for the Guess the Golfer game yet. So, again, under 7K, uh, one of our favorite lower owned values of the week. Do like Reavy? Uh, he is not the, uh, the winner of, uh, of that uh, contest selection, though. Uh, All right, uh, Noto, I'll go back to you for some punts. It gets a little rough under 7K this week. Got any diamonds in the rough out there?
3: (laughs) So I have uh, two in my player pool at the moment. One is the guest the golfer, so uh, I won't say him yet. The other one, Chase Seifert, um, he gained 8.8 strokes on approach his last three events. He's 2 of 2 here. Uh, T9 his last time out. Looks like he's going to be sub 5%, so I like that. And a couple other guys I have is maybes, uh, Seamus Power, five straight made cuts, including three top 25s, Hank Labiota, just a guy that uh, always seems to you know, finish T40 or better. Um, he's got some good ball striking numbers. And uh, Patrick Rogers, um, he's been a little bit better recently. He seems to fall off on the weekend. Um, he's uh, played really well the first couple days at the Palmetto in the U.S. Open, but he's made five or six cuts here as well. And that's all I have.
1: all right uh tambo your thoughts on the punt value range this week
2: yeah i had nodo's boy in there i got patrick rogers up at the top i do like him uh going down though i really don't love this range like seaford you can make a case for hank lebiota those are two guys tom hoagie hubbard those are guys that could have upside that you could roll out there and, and try on but uh you know the couple guys down at the bottom i guess vincent whaley we, you know, and everyone just wanted to play him a couple of weeks ago and fields not quite, not nearly as strong as this, I should say, but also not like we're not talking major esque or anything. So, here, so I just think that he's fine to hop back on. Uh, could just be a blip on the radar and he's back to his top 30 self at 6,400 and now no one's really talking about him. So, uh, I do like him. And then, much like Nono mentioned, I think the, the Rogers point was overlooked was five and a six made cuts or whatever he's got here. Uh, down at the bottom, Tyler Duncan. Three made cuts here. I like him. He's always got a little bit of upside. And then Scott Brown, four made cuts in a row here at 6,100. Uh, just another guy that most people don't know, don't play. And these two guys are just some punts that I'll just take shots with and see what the lineups look like when I plug them in there.
1: All right. Uh, still no winner on the uh, Guess the Golfer game. So we'll give everybody maybe two more minutes, and then uh, we'll uh, we'll have to spill the beans as to our favorite uh, golfer Uh, I believe Noto hinted at it earlier Uh, next week, the rocket mortgage classic, uh, one of the, uh, I don't know, less uh, popular events on tour. Uh, We're going to make Tambo and Noto uh, unless they, uh, they find a special guest hold down the fort by themselves next week. I'm on vacation. So uh, I will be out next week. uh, First trip uh, in like two years uh, with the kids. So say a prayer for me before we, uh, we venture off uh, for a week. Uh, and uh, hope to come back uh, with my sanity intact, but uh, uh, it'll be nice to to get away for a week. It's been a while. So uh, I will be gone next week, but uh, rocket mortgage classic uh, then the John Deere classic uh, in my neck of the woods can't be gone that week uh, before the open championship. So that's, what's coming up the next few weeks. Uh, any other thoughts? And then uh, we'll go ahead and give away the uh, golfer if uh, nobody has guessed it yet. So uh, no to anything else for you.
3: Yeah, uh, any interest in the two newly turned pros, uh, Davis Thompson, John Pack? I mean, I know Thompson was t thirty five, Palmetto. Pack really struggled, but uh, Pack was, was thirty five over. That was a weird course, you know. It was the American Links, uh, whatever the the course was called. Uh, so we know their pedigrees pretty good uh, coming out of college. Any interest in those guys? Ahead,
2: I could play. I could play Thompson again. Uh, I'm, I should be more of a. John Pack fan. I know uh, Mayo loves them and they always joke because Mayo and I both have diamond studs and, and he's got his diamond studs out on the golf course. But uh, I do think Dave, I, from anybody I've talked to close or, or knows anything basically says they obviously both really good talents, but the Davis Thompson a- out of those two, when it was brought up at the Palmetto, like he's the guy. So uh, I could play some Davis Thompson here. I, I definitely think it's a spot and that result just showed he's ready. Uh, John Pack could obviously show up at any time, but I, I think Tried that on with um, Norman Zong and, and Panda there, and it did not work out too well. Keep going back to these guys. And like I said, I just don't see it here. All these guys we're lobbying for are going after. Like I, I like Gooch, Gim, Knox, and Revi all at 7,000, even over Stanley, who's the guy most are going to play, before I would play most of these 6K guys. So it's really tough to dig into this range, but I don't think you really have to that much this week.
1: Yeah, our, uh, our guest, the golfer, uh, was David Lipsky as our value play this week. So coming off an eighth place uh, at the Palmetto made 21 birdies that week, had some, uh, solid finishes on the, uh, corn Ferry tour in recent weeks as well. So, uh, they say that uh, when you're playing hot golf, it translates anywhere. And uh, I think he's fine as a punt, uh, given the lack of options down there this week, um, don't mind Davis Thompson either. I agree with the, the guys there. So, Tambo, any other thoughts for you before we get out of here this week? uh Absolutely not. No, thank you. <laughs> all right. We've been through it. uh Good luck with all your lineups. Noto and Tambo will keep you covered next week. I'll be back in two weeks uh, for the John Deere Classic. So, thanks as always for checking us out and uh, be sure to check out Roto Grinders Premium. We think. Uh, we we'll, you'll like what we have to offer you yeah. so uh, we'll be back next week have a fantastic week everybody good luck in all your contests for the travelers championship stay safe enjoy the first full week of summer and we will catch you later